The greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of the parents. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. We've got a lot to cover today. We've got some issues regarding raising creative kids. Going to have fun unpacking that. We're going to be talking about who won the contest for the video podcast. Joanna and I are going to be doing, got the winners for that in, got some other things to share with you and a whole lot of questions as usual. Our sponsor today is Casper, my friends at Casper Mattress. I'll tell you how you can get your own, tell you some more stories about people with the Miller household fighting over a chance to sleep on the Casper mattress. Well, here's some things that we're going to be discussing. Dan, I'll bet $100 I can help him find a job in two weeks. Got a neat story that came out of that. What do you think of career fairs? Should I use my real name for my online business? I'm a stay-at-home dad with four kids and no money. Well, some major issues we can kind of unpack today and I'll learn from them as a result, hopefully. Our quotation for the day has to do with what I opened the show with there. Carl Jung said, the greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of the parents. Well, that's pretty heavy duty stuff. We got some neat stories to share today about people who are doing it well, but uh, think about that. Maybe you've been on perhaps either side of that equation. The greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of the parents. We see that played out a lot. A lot of times I deal with people who are 42 years old and realize they're living their parents' dreams, not their own. We have to rewind, create a new alignment, do something different. Hey, we got some resources for you today as usual. I got a couple I'm going to be pointing to as we go through our discussion. One is how to run your own mastermind group. Now that's a common, common question that comes up, but I got some pointers just a worksheet for you to go through. It's free download. As always, you just go to 48days.com slash mastermind. It'll take you right into that little formula for how to start your own group. Incidentally, I'm going to be leading a workshop, 90 minute workshop at social media marketing world in San Diego in April. Hope you'll join us there. I'd love to see you have you in that workshop. We're going to go through some real solid principles. I'm going to share how, what an amazing impact being in a mastermind has had on my life for years and years and years. Going to have some other people in my mastermind who will be there to share their own stories as well. But it's something I recommend. I mean, this isn't rocket science. There's no magic formula, but yes, I recommend that you're in a mastermind. So start with the free resource, 48days.com mastermind. Start with that, but then join us at Social Media Marketing World. I'll have links for that in the show notes. Incidentally, our show notes have been expanded greatly. Thanks for your comments. A lot of you have noticed that. We've got a company who is going in and expanding that, where you can go in and you can find exactly a question that I discussed at 18 minutes and 34 seconds in or whatever. So you can go right to that spot. If you heard something, you want to go back and refresh or catch it right there, just go to 48days.com. And you can and click on the podcast link and you'll see the show notes there. Now those, you know, that doesn't show up everywhere. That doesn't show up in Stitcher and iTunes and places like that. But if you go to 48days.com, you can get the full show notes there. 
Another resource I got for you is 48days.com slash side, S-I-D-E. I'm going to be doing a webinar on March 9th and 10th. Be watching for information about that on how to create side income. Now, a lot of the questions even today deal with that. And I love working with people at coming up with creative ways they can create income on the side. So again, March 9th and 10th, we're going to be doing the workshop. Go to 48days.com slash side to get full information on that. It's free. You can just participate and listen in. I don't mind at all sharing ideas and uh, inspiring stories to get you started on your own journey. Speaking of success stories, got a couple here I want to share. This comes actually Chet. Skowarkin put a note up in 48days.net who's this was on February 13th. All right. He said, I was at a breakfast meeting this morning. May have gotten a little overly excited when someone told me about a mutual acquaintance who's been unable to find work for over eight months. And Chet says, I'm willing to bet a hundred dollars. I can find him work within two weeks. Those words came out almost involuntarily out of my mouth. My friend quickly replied, I'll take that bet. Now he went on to say, he said, the gentleman in question has 25 years of taxi driver experience in Jamaica and moved to Madras, Oregon eight months ago when his wife got a nursing job. I just got off the phone with him, learned he's already checked out Uber, but it's too far from major cities. He's also interested in driving trucks, but training cost 8,000 bucks after, although they reimburse you after six months of working for them. So he said, I need ideas and advice. I only have two weeks. So. Here's the update. And he did, he did exactly that. He said the guy's name is Neil. Now we got obviously a challenging situation. Guy's been without work for eight months, which in itself is a challenge. He's from another country, has very broken English. So this is a real challenge. Chet took it on. He says, now here's the update. After several emails and phone calls, Neil told me last night he got a job working on air conditioners. He starts Monday. So he said, my two, tomorrow is my two week deadline. But since Neil doesn't start until Monday, did I win the bet with my friend in any case? And, and of course I assured him, yes, he did. He won the bet. The guy has a job, even though there were two more days before he actually started working. What a cool thing to take on a bet where you could get somebody, help somebody get a job in two weeks. But I think that's a really cool thing that Chet did. He said, in any case, I found out perhaps rediscovered the power of a deadline. I was reminded that being a freelancer does not necessarily mean being free spirited and carefree. It means being free to care about what's really important. It means being intentional with goals and timeframes. So perhaps the real lesson here was for me. Well, thanks for sharing that chat. Love your story. love the fact that you jumped in the game there and actually uh, helped the guy get a job. Well, my daughter, Ashley, Ashley Logsdon, a lot of you recognize her. If you've come to any of our events here, she's the one that coordinates all of that is very much up front and center with me and everything that we do here. She's kind of my liaison for all the things that happen business wise here at 48 days, but she wrote a blog. Don't burden your children with this. Now it's based on the quotation I already gave you from Carl Young, but she wrote about that, how it's a burden to expect your children to live out your own unlived dreams. So just go there. I won't go through, you know, go there and check out her blog on 48days.net. Ashley Logsdon, it's titled, Don't Burden Your Children With This. Really great message for all of us as parents. And parenting continues. Believe me, my 
children are grown and have children of their own. But the duties that I have, responsibilities as a daddy, just don't stop. And that's cool. That's the way I want it. Well, Scott Beebe wrote us a note, sent it to, to me, to Joanne, to Terry, Ashley, Jen, lots of, lots of people, because he knows lots of us here. Here's his story. This is really cool. Now, keep in mind, I tell people when they come to an event here at the sanctuary that I expect you to get a 10 times return. No matter what it is, or no matter what your investment, I ten, expect you to get a 10 times return. Well, Scott took me up on that. He said, in October of 2014, you received an email from me essentially asking you how I could be certain of a return on an investment in you and the 48 Days community. You were gracious to say that you would be horrified if someone did not receive a 10 times return on any investment they made in our resources here. Today, leap year, you're receiving this email because today is the exact Monday, one year later, that I took the coaching you provided at Coaching with Excellence 30% of our small severance package and officially launched the business on purpose platform at mybusinessonpurpose.com. Now he talked a little bit earlier. This is Scott Beebe about how he, you know, lost his job. He was staring down 40 years old, consumed by the voices of fear screaming in his head about what was next. Came to coaching with excellence one year ago, by God's grace. We now number one, have provided ongoing one-on-one coaching to 16 small business owners that has liberated them by building vision, mission, values, systems, and processes for their businesses. We've also begun pro bono coaching to small gospel-centered nonprofits in Nigeria. Number two, uh, have started two mastermind groups for small business owners. Number three, host the weekly Business on Purpose podcast. Number four, have created online courses that teach small business owners and families how to create a vision, story, mission statements, and core value sets. I invested $1,000 in coaching with excellence plus a ton of sweat. And the return has been more than a hundred times that investment in 12 months. I had very gracious clients who were willing to take a risk with me. It's paid off in testimonials as a thank you. And as proof of taking action, we're doing the first public launch of our new online course, how to create a family vision that will coach overwhelmed families through turning their moody kids into dynamic adults the 48 days community we're offering a 76 percent discount off our game-changing course that will literally have generational impact on families anyone in the 48 days community can simply go to createafamilyvision.com and include the code 48 days at checkout normal price is 197 dollars but the 48 days community will be able to transform their family for 48 dollars and some sweat well thanks scott and I'm just passing that on as Scott wrote it. I don't get anything on the back end of that. I'm just thrilled to see somebody succeed in the way that Scott has. I've had other people confirm, in fact, what he's doing, confirm the value of what he's doing. What a cool story. Delighted to hear your story there. Incidentally, we got the next Coaching with Excellence event coming up here at the Sanctuary, May 12th and 13th. Now this, I'm recording this in March, so... If you got a little window there, those seats are filling up. Coaching with Excellence, May 12th and 13th. Also, I have Innovate two weeks after that. Now, we got some questions here that deal with that. I'll try to help you understand the difference between those. But Innovate is more for just discovering your passion, your creativity, what that might be. And then we'll show you how to put legs on that. Coaching with Excellence, obviously, is if you are already have defer- determined that you're going to be a coach 
You already have people coming to you asking for your advice and opinion. You hear the stories we tell on here about amazingly successful coaches. And you, in fact, want to do that. So those are the two events coming up. I'll have links to those again in the show notes. Now I'm going to also, I want to play for you an interview that I did. It's just short, six minutes long with Jody Mayberry. Jody was one who just attended Coaching with Excellence here just a couple weeks ago. Was here with his friend, Mike Kim. And of course, they were joined by Cliff Ravenscraft and Ray Edwards and Ken Davis and uh, Brian Dixon, Giovanna Ellison. I mean, a whole lot of us got together for that amazing event, Coaching with Excellence. But Jody was here. A few of us had breakfast together the next morning. That was organized by Brian Dixon and Mike, Mike Kim. We met at... Um, Frothy Monkey, right in downtown Franklin here. Had a great time together, about a dozen of us, just to brainstorm and share ideas. But Jody just dropped a little story on me that I thought was so delightful that I said, hey, I want to record that so I can share it with your audience. Now, there's there's a whole lot of factors involved in this, but a lot of it has to do with uh, parents helping their children discover their creativity. Check this out. Well, recently at Coaching with Excellence, Jody Mayberry was here a lot of with, with a lot of other brilliant people, but had a chance to get to know Jody. We went to breakfast together with some other guys the next morning, and Jody told me a little story that I want to share with you, the listeners here. Uh, Jody, thanks for taking time out. I know you're in California, but thanks for taking time out to uh, share this little story with us. Oh, Dan, it's a delight to be here with you. Oh, uh, thanks. Well... You told me the details then. I don't want to spoil it for people. I want to get right into it. So tell us about this scenario that you explained to me. You and your eight-year-old son were downtown. Tell us what happened. Well, we live in a tourist town, Port Townsend, Washington, and there are a lot of street musicians because with the tourists, it's a good spot to stand on the corner or sit on the corner and play, and people will throw money in your guitar case. I was downtown with my son, and he saw that happen. Someone was playing on the corner, and people were throwing dollar bills in. And I saw his little wheels turning, and a couple minutes later, he said, Hey, Daddy, how come they're giving that guy money? And I said, Well, if people like what they hear when he plays his guitar, they'll throw him money. And then he said, Huh, can I come down here and play my violin? Which, you know, that's a that's a... A risky move for an eight-year-old. These are some of the thoughts I had initially. That's kind of a risky move because what if he gets rejected? What if nobody likes it or nobody gives him money? But I thought, what a great lesson to learn, even if that happens. So he, we picked a good sunny weekend Saturday and got out on the street corner and he played his violin. Now, you told me that he even took the time to make sure he was dressed up looking sharp, didn't just drag his violin down there, but wanted to look good to make a presentation. That's right. Yeah, he dressed real nice. He tucked in his button-down shirt. He even slicked his hair back. He really played the part. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got his position, violin. Did you just sit there with him, or did you go off and observe from a distance? Me and his mother were there with him. So... We, I just hung out nearby most of the time just watching because as a father, it was so neat to watch the interaction yeah. of people coming by and stopping to watch, which is quite a compliment when you're a street musician. The money's one thing, but stopping to watch for a little bit, that, that's another compliment. 
Oh, and my. It, yeah, it was really neat to watch. And he got both. He got money and he got people to stop and watch. And so it was fun to watch his interaction with that. And so he spent how much time there? He spent just over an hour, like 62 minutes playing on the street corner. All right, which is a significant investment of time and energy for an eight-year-old. It is. It is. He's the longest stretches he usually practices are about 20 minutes. So we're really stretching how long he could stand there and play, doing it for an hour. And the outcome of that was what? He made $47, which is a fortune for an eight-year-old boy. That's too bad I wasn't there. I would have put in the last dollar and made it 48, but... (laughs) <laughs> That's amazing. So an hour of time, got $47. And what was his kind of evaluation of that? At that point, he was finished. It wasn't like he was saying, you know, I can make $47 an hour, so I'll stay here all day. He was finished, right? Yeah, he was finished. He was he was wore out. He had gone through the songs he knew quite a few times. So he was definitely ready to go. And at the time, he had no idea how much money was in his violin case. But he did see that people had been throwing it in. And when he stopped, we counted it. And $47. And when you think about what he earns in a a week, we do Financial Peace Junior with the kids, which is Dave Ramsey's system. And they earn commissions. Yeah. And if he earns $10, $11 in a week, he had a pretty good week. So to spend an hour playing the guitar and he made $47 and he didn't have to take out trash he didn't have to (laughs) shred papers he didn't have to do any of that and he made 47 dollars by doing something that he enjoyed well most days he enjoys playing the violin and he got to earn 47 dollars in an hour by doing that and i think what a great lesson for an eight-year-old boy to learn that maybe i'm i'm uh, putting some adult perspective on this but you don't have to get a job when you grow up, you don't have to just follow the regular path that you can create something of your own and people are willing to give you money for it. Boy, that's a great lesson. Figure out what people value, deliver it to them. There's a fair exchange of money and everybody's happy. That's a beautiful lesson. And it's a real compliment to you as a daddy, Jody, to allow him that experience rather than just dismissing it, saying, now those people are lazy, you know, they don't work or they're homeless. Say, no, this is a reasonable exchange. And if you do something that people really value, they will give you money. What a beautiful opportunity. Did he have any reflections as a eight-year-old on that experience? Or did he see it as just a one-time experiment? We talked about it quite a bit afterwards, and he really thought it was neat that people valued or enjoyed his playing enough to give him money. But for some reason, uh, the story would be better if he had started going back every weekend. But it's been <laughs> two years, and he hasn't gone back yet. And I've I've given him the option. Hey, do you do you want to go back? But he hasn't yet. So I I know it'd be a it's going to be a better story once he returns. So I know that that's coming. He's also started playing guitar, so he'll probably want to try his guitar on the corner too. Ah, that's great. Well, the seeds have been planted. That experience will never go away. He can reflect back on that. There'll probably be a lot of times as life continues to unfold for him where he reflects back on that and says, now if I just figure out what it is that people really enjoy, give them value, yep, 
I can make an income. Don't have to worry about being homeless or not paying the rent. I just need to figure out what do people value? Well, Jody, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to just share that story with us. I thought it was so delightful when you told it to me briefly over breakfast a couple weeks ago that I, I wanted to bring you on and allow you to share that with our audience. So thank you so much, Jody. Thank you, Dan. Well, I love that story. I always love those stories about little entrepreneurs. And uh, Joanne and I have just made it a policy to support entrepreneurs. When we go out to garage sales on a Saturday morning, there's a kid with a, you know, selling lemonade. We buy lemonade. Doesn't matter if we pour it out before we get in the car. We just, we just support young entrepreneurs. Hey, there's another kind of rest of the story there with Jody's little boy. Jody's son is named August. Now, if that rings a bell, that's not a real common name, but there's a movie, August Rush, about a little boy who was born and just knew that he was born to be a musician. And as the story unfolds, he was able to meet his natural mom and dad, and uh, they were both musicians. But I love that. So this little boy's name is August Mayberry. What a very, very cool thing to know that he had an opportunity. His daddy had enough confidence to let him explore something to teach him a valuable life and business lesson. Well, we love that. Well, let's just make that a part of the champions here. That is certainly a champion story. Love those stories coming in. If you got a story about success you want us to share here, I'd be delighted to pass it on to all the listeners who will in, continue to encourage you in what you're doing. Just go to 48days.com, click on Ask Dan. You can leave it there, or you can just send your email directly to, as most of you do at this point, just send it directly to askdan at 48days.com. Now, before we move on here, I want to remind you our sponsor today is Casper, Casper Mattress. Now, you hear me talk about that? We have a lot of people that stay at our house for different events. Um, Last night was the big Michael Hyatt book release party. So there were a lot of people who came to town for that, had a fantastic time at Cross Point Church, and then a little party afterward. But uh, Giovanna Ellison drove up from Montgomery, Alabama, just to support Michael and to make the investment of time, energy, and money into connecting with other people. We were talking about it this morning. She stayed at our house. I, all I need, I need to just finish my Casper piece before I go to that. Anyway, she stayed at our house. She's no, she's always welcome there. Uh, the Casper mattress is always waiting for her. Gives her a wonderful night's sleep. You can do the same. Casper.com is where you need to go. If you go to Casper.com slash sleep you love. I mean, that's the unique landing page for 48 Days listeners. Casper.com slash sleep you love. Check that out. And then if you use the code sleep you love, you get $50 off any mattress. They're priced very reasonably right out of the gate, but $50 off and you get free shipping. It shows up at your door, which is always a big deal. So check that out. Check out our friends at Casper. Well, I want to share with you the video podcast naming contest we've had run in a couple of weeks. I did a blog on that, directed you there. Um, a lot of you sent notes to me directly through the podcast link as well as put him on the blog there. So this past Sunday morning, I printed off 37 pages of suggestions. Now this is going to be a little video blog that I'll have Joanne join me in sometimes, but just little tidbits about the entrepreneurial lifestyle, addressing some of the questions, just sharing our life, 
some of the things that have worked well for us, we want to share with you as well. But they'll be real short, three, five minutes, one minute, I don't know, varied. We've done some already in the can, but not going to try to make them a particular length. A lot of you suggested, you know, 4.8 minutes or 48 seconds or 480 seconds on those. But anyway, so I put out that we would welcome suggestions for naming that. Could be the entrepreneurial lifestyle with Dan and Joanne or 48 days online or whatever. Well, you all came through as always. It's amazing. The suggestions we got 37 pages that I printed off so we could sit over lunch and go through those. Here's what we came up with. Number one suggestion that we chose is determined to prosper. That was submitted by Andrew Miller. Now here's the deal. I want to, let me just expand on it. So it's going to be determined to prosper. That's going to be it. Here's the deal. Andrew submitted. He said in Chinese culture, many numbers are considered lucky or unlucky. And one of the luckiest numbers is you guessed it 48. Now I never knew this before. Nobody ever pointed that out. And I certainly am not a Chinese expert. I didn't know it. One of the luckiest numbers in Chinese numerology is 48. The meaning of the number 48 in Chinese numerology is prosperity or determined to prosper. So that's my title suggestion, determined to prosper. I think it fits the hard work and ethic of 48 days and the prosperity mindset has a bonus of being tied to the number 48. That's going to be it. Determined to prosper. Joanne and I love that. Determined meaning you make a decision. It's not something you just sit around and wait for. Determine. Prosper. When you hear us talk about prosperity, it has very little direct connection to how much money you have in the bank. It's are you living the kind of life where you're thriving in the life that you have? Are you prospering physically, spiritually, in your relationships, in your community, in the connections with the next door neighbors? That's the kind of prosperity. So it's going to be determined to prosper. Andrew Miller, thank you so much for that. Andrew's going to get the uh, exact bronze replica of the uh, eagle sculpture that stands right outside my office that we named Athena. So we'll be sending that off to Andrew. Second place, Greg Gilbert, Seeds from the Sanctuary. It was a hard choice there. Seeds from the sanctuary. We like that. The idea of things being planted and then they're going to grow ideas that grow and take root. Here's talk about that. Greg Gilbert. Thank you so much for that. Third place, Brian Evans with Eagle vision, all one word and not television. Yeah, we're finished with that Eagle vision. So we like that, but we're going to go with determined to prosper. Now we, we had, we had so many just funny, interesting, intriguing, thoughtful names submitted. Thank you so much to all of you. I mean, it's somebody said, I was thinking about entrepreneurs. I, I said in there, what I really like is Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. Well, somebody said, how about entre entrepreneurs and Eagles getting espresso talking about life? Well, one thing, neither Joanne nor I have ever had a cup of coffee and uh, not a big deal there. We're not advocates of not having coffee. We just don't care for it. We've never had a cup, either of us, but uh, we do enjoy tea. But it, I thought it sounded a little lightweight to, you know, eagles and entrepreneurs sipping tea. So I decided not to go with that. But others we liked were life in the updraft, life from the eagle's nest, transcend the ordinary, simply soaring. And again, goes on and on and on. But thank you all so much for your, your contributions in that. That was awesome. Well, let me get to some questions here. Alan says, I love your podcast. I've benefited from your wise counsel. 
I appreciate your upbeat, anything is possible attitude. You encourage your listeners to tap into the unique skills and abilities they have. But what if I don't have any? I don't want to sound like I'm feeling sorry for myself, but I've tried to find what it is that I can do better than anyone else. And I've come up empty. I look around me at some of the people working so-called dead end jobs. And I think of them and myself, does everyone have a masterpiece in them or do some of us not possess a unique skill or ability or even the basic intelligence to learn one? Can intelligence and creativity be cultivated? I've tried learning new skills, but when I'm the last person in the class to understand what's being taught, I just feel embarrassed and stupid. Any thoughts on this would be appreciated. Wow. I am convinced there is something that you can learn where you can learn and excel at it. Now I see this. I mean, we see examples even with people who are intellectually challenged intellectually disabled, literally, not just in a, we're not talking about a joking way. We're talking about, we know they are, and yet they find something that they do with excellence. I mean, if you really feel like you're just a generalist, zero in on something. I mean, I don't care if it's growing dandelions, become really, really good at doing that. And yes, you can learn to be creative. You can learn to have a unique contribution. You can learn to, you can increase your intelligence by learning. Certainly you can increase your education. And we talk about that a lot on here. My broad view of what education is. Most of it happens not sitting in a classroom, sitting in a seat, but out in real life experience. So yeah, you can learn those, but you know, look for something. I had a lady one time who had came in with much the same perspective, Alan, as you. You know, there's really nothing unique about me. I'm just working $10 an hour job. You know, I'm probably never going to do anything extraordinary. Well, I had a five minute conversation with her. I mean, it wasn't a coaching appointment. It was just a random chance, real little conversation. She told me in that conversation that she's bilingual. She speaks fluent Spanish, Spanish being her primary language. She learned English coming here as a small child. I had her position herself as a translator. She, she printed up, her name was Lisa Brown, incidentally. Boy, I just remembered that. Her name was Lisa Brown. But she printed up a little card on one side, it said translator. On the other side, it said traductor, Spanish for translator. She went to a couple legal firms and medical facilities at my encouragement, told them she was a translator and got herself booked as many hours as she wanted to at $50 an hour to sit in a in a courtroom as an example and translate for perhaps a Hispanic family who had some kind of an interaction where they would not be able to understand easily. She was a translator. Same thing. If somebody came over here for eye surgery and was going to be here for three days involved in an English speaking medical environment, Lisa was a translator, $50 an hour. And she figured out that she could work two days a week and make way more money than she was making five days a week in a job that she didn't enjoy. But it was finding that one thing that she did uniquely. Alan, I'm confident you can do the same. You've you've got to develop something. Don't just think that you're going to stumble on it, but find something where you become so good at it. The old Steve Martin thing, you know, so good they can't ignore you. Just do that. Find something and become so good they can't ignore you. Greg says, Dan, could you devote a podcast episode in its entirety to creative ways people generate income? 
I find that many of the stories you tell of people creating work they love to be so fascinating and inspiring, often things I'd never have imagined possible. It's sometimes tough to think outside the box when you've been in corporate for so long. Yes, I would love to do that. That's a great suggestion. I mean, I'm making a list of some things where I'm going to have just themed podcast. That that would be a great one. Creative ways that you can generate income. And I just shared a couple there. We shared about August Mayberry, who at eight years old, you know, parked himself on a street corner, played his violin and made 47 bucks in an hour. I mean, yeah, we could go on and on, but also make sure that you jump on and register for the little webinar I'm going to be doing March 9th and 10th, 48days.com slash side, S-I-D-E. We're going to talk to you about how to create side income and give you some of those creative ideas. So yeah, very timely with your question. All right. Nicholas says, am I off base here? I responded to a position for an operations team member, identifying myself as an operations manager, using your technique for cover letter and resume. The company representative apparently was quite offended by my tone, saying that I'm not seeking an operations manager, nor did the ad mention that was my intention. I would suggest you make your application pertinent to the position offered. Secondly, it is rather bold to suggest that I should expect your call on Tuesday. We are building a team here. It would be more appropriate for you to ask what time is convenient for me to contact you. I wish I could use the full text of the post cover letter and response, but it's too long. How do we respond to this from Nick? Well, Nick, let me just say this. If you do what everybody else does, do just what's expected of you. You'll get what everybody else gets. So sure you're going to, I mean, I think it's cool that you took the initiative. You told this guy what you were going to do and he was offended and reached out and said, you know, go away. We don't want you, but you know what? that approach is going to work. That approach is going to get you in opportunities that other people miss. That approach is exactly the kind of thing that allows people to get multiple job offers using the outline for the job search that I lay out in 48 days to the work you love. Absolutely do that. I mean, don't be afraid to don't, don't just cower down and crawl back in a hole because one guy gave you a negative response. My gosh. I mean, you hear me talk about, I had a guy one time who had been fired from a job and reasonably so he needed to be fired. But I was working with him to jump back in the game. He was a marketing guy. And so he sent a resume out wrapped in wrapped around an ear of corn. And then he did a takeoff on that. I mean, this is really gimmicky, you know, but it was like, you know, oh shucks, you know, just give me your ear for a brief minute, you know, and talked about how creative he was. Well, that got him job opportunities really, really quickly, even though he had been fired and had some negative things on his background, but he was creative enough, kept his head up enough to move forward. And that was part of what he did. I mean, we had a guy, uh, you may remember, I talked about Aaron Killian, who's in the 48 days.net community. And he sent me a coffee bag with his resume on it. Now, what he did is put on the coffee bag, nutrition facts, serving size, one Aaron Killian, attributes, you know, creative, self-motivated team player. And he goes on and talks his, the back of the coffee bag is his resume. The front says Killian coffee company with a picture of him on there. I mean, he, he actually did that. My goodness. We've seen that played out again and again and again. And with that, what happened he did get a position with that. They, a mar- one of the radio stations 
He said, I landed the number one radio group in the market as they were so impressed with my resume that they created a position for me. And he talks about what has happened since then, but really launched him into exactly what he wanted to do. And it was based on that coffee bag resume that he did. I mean, if you show up at a parking lot, when a boss drives in, I coached people to do that many times over the year. If you know that the boss drives in at 647 in the morning into a particular parking spot, be standing there, interact with them. You'd be amazed the stories we've got about how that's worked to get people new positions. I mean, walk into the office, tell them that you're there to get a job. I mean, people, I, I saw a guy standing on a corner one time with a sandwich board that he, you know, on either side of him, he was walking around and it says, we'll work for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I love those kind of interesting approaches. You know, I've seen people that you know, put a tattoo on their face. I don't recommend that, but there are certainly other creative things you can do, but yeah, don't be, a, don't be concerned or put off because one guy blew you off with your unique creative approach. That is the process that's going to get you the results that a whole lot of other people miss. And everybody else be talking about how bad the economy is. We got to wait till the elections are final. You know, nobody's hiring. No, not true. If you do the job search right, you can get a job any day of the week. Richard says, I'm in the process of a career change. I live in Southern California. I've been a physician's assistant for 27 years with a focus in spine surgery and internal medicine. I'm in the process of developing a second career in real estate investing. I have an interest in developing an expertise in all aspects of real estate and helping those families and individuals that need it most. I want to start a blog among other online features, have the ability to work from home and have this new career sustain and advance my financial future. How do I go about advancing this new career and build a presence that I'm learning about, even though I have expertise in healthcare? Well, Richard, I always encourage people to draw from what it is they've already been doing, even if it appears to people on the outside that you're making a really dramatic turn. I mean, there's a guy in my mastermind. His name is Josh Brown. He's a franchise attorney. Now, he's not doing just traditional attorney work. He's very invested in the franchise arena. But one of the things he did was start a podcast. Well, he now is getting consulting opportunities with attorneys saying, my gosh, you know, everybody's talking about Josh Brown and it's because you have a podcast. Can you teach me how to have a podcast? Well, that's not something that a lot of attorneys do. So if you position yourself in real estate, somebody of that background in medicine, you've been a physician assistant for 27 years and find ways to draw the best from all of those things and then do things like a blog or a podcast that give you a unique voice. Yeah. You can establish yourself in a new field and do it quickly. Byron says, what do you think of career fairs? I've been to a few, but I have had a limited success. Is it worth my time? Well, here's how I frame career fairs. Don't depend on just that. Goodness sakes, don't do that. Just have that be one little part. Have that be 10% of your job search approach. Can it work? Sure. Is it a guaranteed part of your process? Not at all. No, but don't consider it a waste of your time. Go there spend two hours and then go back to doing other things, personal contacts. I mean, the kind of approaches that real, we know really do work. Just see it as part of what you do. Yeah. I'm not going to blow it off as something totally worthless, but just don't expect that to be the magic pill for getting you a new position. Josh says, I'm thinking seriously about coming to one of your live events this year. I'm beginning to realize that I have a higher calling than my current profession 
and want to feel more value in my life sooner than later. I was going to originally come to coaching with excellence because of one of my top scores in a strong interest survey is career coaching. I also like to help people in their professional life and want to make a difference. I've gone to a career coach in the past and felt she's made a huge difference in my life. Then I noticed the innovate event. What interested me in this event was the fact that it helps people find their passion. It also sets the groundwork for starting your own business. What event would you suggest? Well, Josh, really, to be honest, I'm not sure I've got enough information about you to make a, a intelligent suggestion, but go to the websites that we've got set up for coaching with excellence and innovate. I'll put links to those in the show notes today, but go to there and, and look at the questions that we ask. You know, we, we don't want everybody to come to coaching with excellence. I want people to come who have already had a lot of affirmation that that would be a good choice for them. People are already coming to you asking for your advice and opinion. If that's true, you've already, you recognize you've already been coaching, then we can help you frame that, structure that, be intentional about that. So you can, in fact, make a living doing that, an extraordinary living doing that. If that's never happened to you, then we wouldn't even encourage you to come to coaching with excellence. But if if you're uh, know that you're creative, you know, you know, you're trapped in what you're doing. You know, you've got creative abilities, be that in art, music, sculpting, speaking, humor, magic, I don't care what it is, you know, then probably innovate is a good choice. We're going to have a blast with that. I'm going to have my friend Ken Davis come in. You know, Ken has made an extraordinary living with his comedy, Christian comedy, no less. But you know, he's done that his entire life. Had a, a teacher who was very instrumental in pointing him in the trajectory of his life. We're going to talk about how to recognize those defining moments that will help you recognize what it is you could turn into a viable career and source of income. So Ken will be here. Chad Jeffers here, you know, guitarist with Carrie Underwood. You know, he's got some amazing stories he talks about when he was 10 years old. His dad said, son, if you want this music thing to work, never get a job with benefits. Well, I love that story. We're going to unpack that and how he took that advice seriously has never looked for a job with benefits and the motivation propelled him to be at the top of his game in what he's doing with his music. So anyway, that may be an event that'll enter. We're going to have my son here, Jared. I mean, they live, he and his beautiful little family, two little twins and a three-year-old live down on Nosara, right on the beach in Costa Rica. Well, how do you do that? Well, Jared is one of those that didn't fit in well in school. So he had to be more creative in finding options. And sometimes that can work for your advantage. So if that sounds like you, my gosh, maybe, you know, maybe then uh, innovate would be a good suggestion for you. Okay. A couple more here. Watching the time. This comes from Sam. who says, Dan, my question is about the pros and cons of using a different last name for my online business. Thanks in large part to you. I've decided that the way to build the life I want is through an online business focus of the business will be sharing my journey toward building a more resilient, self-directed life and helping other people do the same. The catch is that I've never run a business or done anything entrepreneurial, but doesn't turn into a full-time income. My name will be out there for future employers to find, and that will hurt my chances of employment. As I will be talking about how to ditch the nine to five job and potentially controversial social and economic topics, using my real last name seems like an unnecessary risk. Googling my name reveals very little and I've never had any social media accounts. So my slate is clean at this point. 
While I see this complicating things when I communicate with sponsors or meet with people at conferences, etc., you know, I'd like to participate in the great community at 48days.net, but I wonder if people would consider someone using a different last name as deceptive. My current plan is to use the pseudonym unless it comes up in conversation, then I would explain my reasoning and people can deal with it however they choose. I purchased multiple copies of your books and I'm an avid listener to your podcast. Your advice would be greatly appreciated. Well, Sam, I, I'm not a fan of, of doing that. I, I think it sets you up for you know, deception and duplicity that really is just not necessary. You know, if you build an audience for yourself and you decide that that is really what you want to develop, then you're stuck behind a name that is not really yours. I'm just not a fan of that at all. I know that sometimes people do that when they write books or stage names when they sing. And certainly there's a lot of well-known celebrities out there that have just chosen a name. I don't know if you're going in that path and that seems right. seems like fun and a fit. Yeah, that's fine. But seldom would I find that to be advisable in your situation. I don't see any rationale for that. I think you're just setting yourself up for having to backtrack and explain yourself. Then at some further date, I don't think it's a really good idea. I would, I would just commit to go forward. My gosh, commit to go forward and make that what it is you do. Don't, don't, don't look back over your shoulder thinking you're going to have to have an escape plan and go back and, you're somehow going to tarnish your record out there. If you talk badly about having a real job and then you have to go find one. Yeah. I mean, experiment with things you can do that would be income generators. But once you see a little glimmer there, you're going to realize you're in the driver's seat. You're never going to have to go beg for a job. All right. Last question. This comes from Phil. He says, Dan, I'm almost 34 for over a year. Now listen carefully to this. This is my, my heart breaks with this. I'm almost 34 for over a year. I've been a stay-at-home dad, four kids, six years and younger. I worked as a marketing copywriter for almost a decade with little success, even being let go from my last two positions. My last employer said he thinks I don't like marketing. He was right, but I hesitated leaving that career that filled my resume. During the time I lost my last job, we tried finding lower rent to no avail. And my family went couch surfing for a while. My American dream was becoming a nightmare. I believe this was part of God's plan to address materialism in my heart. Nevertheless, I'm weary of dreaming again or taking risks that might harm my family. I've considered starting a business, going back to school or writing novels, among others. What do you recommend for moving forward? Thank you, Phil. Phil, thank you for your transparency, for sharing what you have here. Here's the deal. I want you to change your thinking about money, having enough money to have a place to live for your wife and four children is not materialism. It's being a responsible daddy. You're never going to figure this out until you change your concept of dealing with money. I want to send you a copy of Rabbi Daniel Lappin's book, Thou shall prosper. I'll just do, I'll jump, I'll just jump on Amazon, have it delivered directly to you. You'll get it before you hear this podcast. Thou shall prosper. I want you to go through there and realize money shows up when you serve people well, when you provide something of value to other people. Money shows up. You can't avoid it. It shows up. You know, I'm going to rule out today. Well, I could go on with this. I'm going to rule out with the old Bette Midler song. 
It's the heart of free to break ye. Wow. That never learns to dance. Man, I get emotional just hearing this. If you're trapped, feeling like your life is not meaningful, it's not full, it's not rich, you're not able to bless your family and others, you need to take a chance. You need to break out into something. Figure out how God has gifted you. And find ways to put legs on that. Money is readily available. Money is not scarce. Money is created. Getting money doesn't mean you take it from somebody else. Not at all. We create it by doing things of value and sharing life together with others. Hey, thanks for being part of this community. I know you all are deep thinkers. You're engaged in this process. You're invested in this process of finding or creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Don't settle for less.